0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fire It Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are... Dole! Recapping an epic World Cup final. A new president at the helm for the NCAA. The NFL regular season is winding down, checking in on the state of the playoff race. The Zags score 100 and pick up a huge non-conference win. Recapping last week's biggest hoops games it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Previewing this year's NBA Christmas Day games. With that, I give you our Chief Firefighter Brigade, Rob Cowell. Thanks,
1: Colton. Good to be here on a Thursday night, live in the studio in Matt's basement. Man, you know, it's it's been a crazy week in sports. You know, the Messi finally gets his title, you know, probably the only trophy he doesn't have in that enormous trophy case of his. He probably has a trophy case bigger than my house to mm-hmm. hold all his awards but uh, you know and and he had, he had a great World Cup you know it wasn't just uh, you know the just the hype that went along with it you know in seven matches he had seven goals and you know and, and, and you know that final game that the the championship game you know if, if you like exciting soccer this this was a game for you you know mm-hmm. um, France started out you know they were down two goals at one time till you know their star player Killian scored two goals within 90 seconds of each other and to tie this game up. And, you know, this thing was – this thing was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I do watch during the World Cup, and and this lived up to the hype. Yeah. You know, you had to, two of the best teams after, you know, Brazil got knocked out that, you know, like we talked about last week getting into the final game. And, you know, and, and they – they proved the billing to be right. So uh, give me your guys' thoughts on this, this final match.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, great. I mean, like I said, like dad summed it up pretty well. I mean uh, you know, overall I thought this world cup was, you know, had some unpredictable moments, you know, it, the, the champion in the end is Argentina, but you know, like we talked about last week, this team got beaten their very first game against the, you know, a Saudi Arabian team that nobody saw that saw mm-hmm. that coming. And, and, weren't even sure that this Argentinian team was gonna make it make it out of the group play, and and now here we are, you know, crowning them as as champions in in a game that yeah went went back and forth and had momentum swings, and you know if you're a fan of either one of these teams, I can't imagine the the roller coaster <laughs> of emotions that you you know right. were, were on you know watching this game. We're gonna and, win. We're gonna lose. We're gonna we're win. win. Oh, Yeah, yeah, going back <laughs> and forth. Uh, yeah, just ex- exciting time. But you know, like I said, uh, ultimately you know Argentina came came out on top. They you know win their. Third World Cup title, you know, in in history, and uh, you know, first one since 1986, and uh, for for Messi, it's his it's his first one, and and like Dad said, that that kind of thing that's been kind of holding a, a blank spot there in his in his trophy case, not having that that illustrious World Cup title, and now now he's got it. So, you know, I, I think it can be said that he probably is is the goat of, of, of soccer, or goes down as you know one of the one of the greatest of all times when it comes to you know men's men soccer, and and probably up there as you know, among all the sports, you know, amongst the, you know, the, the, the goats of, of other sports as well. But, uh, you know, I, I think this is, yeah, was was an exciting one exciting one to watch. And, you know, I, I don't think that FIFA or, you know, the soccer world could have asked for anything
2: better to, to kind of end, end this World Cup with, with an exciting match like this. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like I said last week, really, you know, this, this whole tournament turned out great. You know, there's a lot of excitement and teams yeah. advancing that you didn't really think were going to. Right. And, you know, some of the, the stars – you know, get knocked off early. But, man, when it was time for the stars to shine, they really did. You mm-hmm. know, like you said, you look at Messi in this game, he scores two goals. And right. then Mape for France, he mm-hmm. scores three goals. I mean, the, the the stars were really the star of the show for right. both of these teams. Yeah, I mean,
1: he was the only one that outscored Messi in the whole – he had eight yep. goals mm-hmm. in it, in the World Cup, you know, matches. So, he was right. the only one that kind of outshined <laughs> Messi in this so right. You know, he's he's France's big gun, so and he lived up to his billing as well. And only
0: only twenty three years of age too. So he's still got, you know, many bright, bright years and World Cups, you know, ahead of him as well, you know, for this French for this French team. But uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, we talk about the two stars, but I think, you know, obviously it went to went to penalty kicks and you know, the two stars, you know, Messi and Mbappe, you know, both scored on their penalty attempts. They did their but you know, as much as we talk about the stars, it really came down to the other, you know, the right. supporting guys that ultimately, yeah. you know, was the difference for, for this Argentinian team. I mean, yeah, we, coming into it, we thought, okay, the two, the two big guns for, you know, France and Argentina, we're, we're going to do what they do, but what's, what's the rest of the supporting cast, you know, gonna, gonna look like. And, yeah.
2: and, and ultimately in Argentina was, was better in that, in that category. Yeah. And, you know, though, that's the one thing I didn't like about this whole thing mm. is it, it ends in penalty kicks. Mm. You know, that's, it doesn't really prove who a better team is because it's not really up to the goalie at that point. It's just, did he guess right or didn't he guess right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a tough situation to be in. Just mm -hmm. just like hockey. I kind of hate it when hockey games end end in a shootout. They're Mm -hmm. exciting to watch, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that the best team always wins that way. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that bothers me a little bit, but it's still an awesome game. And, you know, let's give credit to the, Teams that are uh, fighting it out for third place, Croatia and Morocco. Mm-hmm. You know they, they played to a two one finish uh, mm-hmm. with Croatia knocking off Morocco to take home third place and a hefty paycheck of their own. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, um, very but
0: good. Yeah. No. Exciting. Exciting one. And yeah, we have to wait. You know, wait another four years until till the next one. But uh, I would say that probably this France team is, is going to be one of the heavy favorites. Like I said, you know, Bappe is only you know twenty three years of age, mm-hmm. and you know several of the other guys are very very young on the on this team. So I would think that you know France has got to be one of the one of the top dogs going into the you know 2026 World Cup, but we'll we'll see. You know we got to take take a little short break, you know on on the World Cup, but you know soccer still still rolls on. All these guys you know are on all the different you know top you know European League teams and whatnot. So their season was somewhat on a pause, you know, while this was going on, but you know it kicks right back off. You know pick up where they start. You know where they left off and. Uh, move on from there. So. Enemies
1: today, and back to being teammates tomorrow, right, or whatever, yeah, depending
0: exactly. upon where where
1: the where do the chips fall. So, all right. So, like Colton said, we got a new uh, we got a new guy at the helm of the NCAA, and uh, Charlie Baker, a two time our uh, two term governor from the state of Massachusetts. Uh, he chose not to run for reelection, and then uh, was um, you know picked to uh, head up head up the NCAA. Um, you know you know he's it, it, it's a big it's a daunting task you know you have over 500,000 student athletes mm-hmm. in the NCAA you know and you know he's taken over to me at probably one of the most tumultuous times in mm-hmm. in NCAA history and, and and it all boils down to me that you know the controversy and the turmoil with the NIL money i yeah. mean this this thing is going to be uh, you know a, a nightmare to put it frankly you mm-hmm. know quite frankly i don't know you know how they're going to navigate this they're still figuring it out you know as we go along and i think part of and i think is partly to blame for this mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know they, they kind of almost buried their heads in the sand instead of getting out in front of it and then you know the the courts dumped it in their lap and said you know you
2: guys figure it out you figure it out so yeah, you know they never put any any real rules behind regulations and it's getting crazy teams like ohio state and michigan aren't even able to keep up in the nio right now right right we just saw oregon buy buy their their class Mm -hmm. right so crazy you know but the the
1: thing i did see that i liked and you know i don't care if you're you know red or or blue when it comes to politics makes no difference to me but what i did see that i liked about charlie baker is that People that have worked with him, they said his big thing is, you know, he's been great in his time as, as governor at forging bipartisan support for mm-hmm. complex complex problems, mm-hmm. nice. and, you know, this NIL thing is a complex, complex problem. Absolutely. So, right, absolutely. You know, that, and, I, and I think that's what we're going to need. We're right. going to need somebody that can, you know, get people to work together to figure mm-hmm. this thing
2: out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and another thing that I, I kind of like about uh, Charlie Baker here is, you know, he's a graduate of Harvard, so you know automatically right there that speaks a lot on his intelligence and how smart of a guy he is. Mm-hmm. But he also was a, a player on their uh, men's varsity basketball team, so he's an athlete himself. He's, mm-hmm. he's been there. He's been in the shoes of a lot of these athletes, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I think that gives some credence to, to his decisions and what he talks about. Yeah, absolutely. I think... The one thing that, that does stand out, you know, I think obviously, yeah, coming from, from I think he holds uh, degrees
0: from Harvard and Northwestern, mm-hmm. which are both, you know, prestigious schools, but, uh, you know, the, the one thing that stands out to me is, is it's kind of interesting, I mean, prior to this, I mean, the guy has no college administration experience, you know, prior mm-hmm. to this at all, never been, you know, like a president of a university or, you know, been a part of the NCAA in any role or anything like that, so it's... You know really taking a, a step outside of the, the the realm or whatever uh when, when they made this made this higher but you know like dad said you know when i, when I was kind of kind of reading th- that that bipartisan you know thing that he's so good at, at at navigating that's really what stood out to you know the the people that were making this election and kind of you know sought after you know baker to to take over right. um you know and, and i think it comes at a very important time you know not only you know the nil stuff but the, the, the transfer portal too is mm-hmm. is a, a, I mean there's guys on one team they're, they're on four different teams all four years in college or five different teams or yeah. whatever in, in five years it, it's it's becoming yeah in the sense now that they're getting paid now they're somewhat like professional athletes but this transfer portal stuff's coming becoming almost like NFL or you know NBA free, free agents yeah. Yeah. So where you it's like your guy. yeah yeah where you're you know trying to you know build a team or buy a team through you know, the transfer In, portal. And really,
1: you know, and the other thing that it's almost as big, not quite as big a deal, but almost becoming as big as, you know, anymore when a, a high school kid commits, it doesn't mean anything no. anymore. Right, right. You know, they're they're uh, committing he, and decommitting almost as many times as a... Transfer. A transfer, right. so... And you
0: may only have that guy for one year, too, because you don't know what, you know, if he's, you know, because of the way the transfer portal works. I mean, yeah, you, you sign a top recruit, but mm. he may he may not even get the opportunity to play because of, you know, you got other people in that position. So you're probably not even going to have him the next year maybe, or, you know, you just always working with probably a a different team than what you, what you envisioned, you know, year to year. Uh, But yeah, I think that's definitely, you know, coming at an important time, you know, this bipartisan stuff uh, that, that Charlie Baker's, you know, well known for comes at an important time because of those two issues a, 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 in trying to get Congress to to allow the NCAA to basically put some regulations or some kind of you know oversight of some sort uh, especially on the uh the Nil stuff because a, a, at the moment it's it's you know free reign you know what wild, you know what west. yeah it, it just it's just it's a crazy wild, wild
1: west out <clears throat>
0: crazy landscape that you know college sports is is in right now and 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 I don't I'm not saying that it, it it's totally ruined it, but it, it's taking away, and it, it may get worse if they don't somewhat right. get it get it under control. And, you know, I, I think if you talk to most people, they'd say they, they'd much rather watch college sports mm-hmm. than the professionals because of not getting paid and, you know, all right. that, Used all that the stuff. the love of the game. They're right, really right. And now, we're you know, we're, we're, we're changing that. And, and I'm not saying coming, that. That's kind of coming to an end. Right. And, uh, and I don't know that the, that the previous regime was, was perfect. You know, maybe these universities profited off these players, you know, a little bit too much or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that they, they shouldn't get some kind of compensation of some sort. But it, it, in my opinion, yeah, these guys are, you know, making more money than some professional, even professional athletes, right. you know, are, are making, you um, so it, it's just you know definitely going to be an interesting landscape that you know I don't I don't I don't know who won want, who wants to take over that position at the NCAA, but they they got their work. Well,
1: he seems willing, and I think right. knows what lies ahead of him because mm-hmm. one of the comments he made was like the modernization of college sports. Mm-hmm. So I think he knows you know that this is this is a big issue, right. and, and you know it's not going to be the well. I think what the NCAA tried to hold on to for so long is that, you know, by gosh, we're the ruling body, and this right. is the way it's going to be. Our you know, way that, or the highway. That, type and, yeah, and, that, and, so I and I
0: don't see it going back to, like, this guy stepping in, and it's going to be like, oh, the NIL stuff completely goes away. No. You know It's anyway. here to stay. It, yeah. it's, it's here, and and the transfer portal stuff is, is here. It's just it's got to be moderated in a, in a certain, you know, right. level that it, it's not, you know, just. Free reign, you know, right. do whatever you want, kind of thing. Like I think yeah, they gotta they gotta pull it back a little bit, or or, or yeah, college sports could take a real real turn for for the worst mm-hmm. in my in my opinion. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, like I said, he's got a got a tall task with just those you know couple of issues on his on his hands. But uh, we'll see we'll see what he can do. And um, obviously has you know two degrees from two you know great universities. So I, I don't think the guys you know dumb by any by any means but mm-hmm. uh you know we'll, we'll see what he what with he, the
1: background in politics obviously he knows how to play the game right
0: too. right so mm-hmm. you know we'll see we'll see how it goes but uh yeah some new new guy taking over the NCAA with a with a tall task and, on his hands. yeah, yeah and yeah. yeah best wishes
1: to him <laughs> right so,
0: all right well we're going to take a
1: real quick commercial break before we move on here so uh don't leave us we'll be right back
0: this podcast is sponsored by podbean Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. Hey, we're
1: back. Thanks for sticking around. We did, so it was good you guys did too. We hate talking to nobody. (laughs) Um,
2: You know, we're going to get into some NFL stuff
1: now. You know, we're going to do a little bit of playoff picture stuff, but before we do that, you know, we're – at least three quarters of the way through the NFL season, so we're going to do maybe uh, who we thinks on the you know front runners for MVPs and our Super Bowl picks, maybe surprises and disappointments going forward. So mm-hmm. um, my MVP right now, and I got a little concerned last week, but um, looks like things are going to work out okay for him. So you probably know who I'm talking about, and that's Jalen Hurts. Okay, um, looks like he might only miss one game here with a sprain. Throwing shoulder, Mm -hmm. Uh, got a guy come down kind of on top of him, kind of hard there, but it doesn't look like any uh, serious damage. Um, You know, he's not like leading categories, but he's like at the top there, and, you know, you can't can't, um, ignore the Eagles record. Um, But he's, you know, 10th in passing yards, 11th in TDs, third in interceptions. Uh, He's right there at the top in QBR rating. And he also has 774 yards rushing and 13 rushing TDs. So mm-hmm. right now, you know that 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 kid in green is is my uh, kind of my. Far and away, for me, the
2: undisputed frontrunner for MVP yeah. right now. You mm-hmm. know, for him, I think this week's going to say a lot without him playing to yep. see what the Eagles can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if they put up similar numbers to what they did with him, I, I think that hurts his chances. Right, right. And I think that opens the door for the guy I've actually got picked for MVP and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. He's thrown for 4,496 yards, 35 passing touchdowns so only 11 interceptions. Got a 105 QBR. Mm. he uh, got 313 rushing yards and another three touchdowns there. The guy's playing lights out football. And, they, you know, this is the guy who in the offseason lost his number one wide receiver, the guy everybody thought. You lose Tyreek Hill. You're done. You're done. Mm-hmm. And, and he's putting up numbers as good as he has in the past. Mm-hmm. And he's just playing great ball. Yeah. I, I got it real quick. Yep. Is Gardner
1: Minshew still sporting the big mustache. I think so. Really All right, well, then he's probably going to throw a good game.
0: Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that I think uh, you know, for me, my, my MVP is another uh AFC guy. I got I got the QB up there in Buffalo and and Josh Allen. I mean, the, the Bills got you know, nice, nice record eleven and three. Actually, have a win over over the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, this guy's thrown for almost four thousand passing yards and thirty passing touchdowns himself. But uh, you know, on top of that, got another seven hundred and five rushing rushing yards. So the guy's fearless too. But yeah, yeah, he's he's a warrior. He don't back down. No, um, you know, and then I think. Uh, you know there there was some concern or some question that at one point you know he got hurt in that in that jet you know the first jets game and you know i thought oh man that that doesn't spell good for buffalo mm-hmm. you know for buffalo as a team but him as you know possible mvp chances yeah. but he hung in there he he you know didn't miss any time came back and you know doesn't doesn't look like it's affecting him too much so you know i got i got Josh Allen winning this thing and you know i think all of us are somewhat in the money because the last 14 of the last 15 mvps been a quarterback that's right. won this won this mm-hmm. award so right. i think one of us is you know i, I think kind You're of like the heisman yeah been, so. i think you'd be pretty safe to say a qb is probably gonna take yeah. it but well, there's yeah
2: it's pretty cool all three of us pick somebody different i mean that's how great this nfl season has mm-hmm. been there's yeah. been a lot of great football and i think had we had a fourth year right we might have had joe burrow in the discussion too absolutely. Absolutely. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. it's, it's a close race so, yeah
1: all right well i'm gonna i had my super bowl pick i'm gonna hold i'm gonna save that for last mm-hmm. um Right now I'm going to go with my surprise and it really shouldn't be, shouldn't be a big surprise but I, I just really like the way they're playing and that's the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Uh, you know they're 11 and 3 and the three teams they lost to, you know, the Eagles obviously we know how they're playing, Dallas mm. and they lost to the Lions but you know that that comeback win last week <laughs> against the you wow. know I mean obviously one for the record the record books against the Colts last week you know Cousins has stayed healthy all season. You know, really playing his uh, best season of his career to this point. Uh-huh. And you know that pickup of T.J. Hawkinson. You know that that's really paying off for him. And uh, you know that, that to me, they're just you know they went eight and nine last year, seven and nine the year before that. You know, missed the playoffs both of those years, and uh, you know sitting at eleven and three atop that. That, NF- that
2: NFC North right now, and uh,
1: that—that's my surprise team. Yep, yeah. yep.
2: Go ahead, well, Matt. You know, I'll, I'll go with the team you talked about in that sentence as a surprise: the Detroit Lions. I man. almost
1: <laughs> went with the Lions. <laughs> These guys you know? have been
2: and on fire. They, they are. Start, they're playing, start, playing good ball. Season one and six, they've gone six and one since they're yep. at seven and seven, and they're within a you know a. a a good loogie spit into getting into the playoffs. Yeah. You know, they're, they're yeah, right who would have thought that? Yeah.
1: yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, but you know, my my most surprising team
0: is is another team. Uh, you know, Washington, the Washington Commanders. They're they're currently seven six and one which i mean in their division they're actually last in their division so you'd say oh they they shouldn't be that big a surprise they're in dead last (laughs) but that division is is tough i mean they they, they, might all make the yeah they might all make the playoffs you know last year they they finished third and and you know went seven and ten they missed the playoffs but you know for me is it's similar to you know uh you know the the lions commanders the Commanders started the season one and four Mm -hmm. have gone six six and two since Mm -hmm. that you know since that mark so they're they're really playing, you know, good ball, and I, I think for me, it's it's the defense that has improved from last year. That's really, you know, making them a, a contender. I, I think you know they have a ways to go on the offensive side of the ball, or you know maybe some red flags or concerns on that on that side. They're only they're scoring under 19 points a game, you know, when it comes to it comes to the offense, but you look at their defense they're only giving up about 19 you know 19 points a game so i think their defense is good enough to keep them in games but you know can they get enough from their offense to you know keep them keep them going but yeah that that defense for the commanders is is the difference of why they you know are you know last year back towards the bottom of the league you know this year you know towards the top and you know fighting for a for a playoff spot currently over in the in the NFC so we'll we'll see you know what what you know there's only a handful of games left we'll see what what happens the you know last Quarter of the season here, but you know, I like the like the Commanders is my most surprising team. Right. Who you got for your biggest disappointment, Colton? Um, for me, I think a team you talked about in your most surprising team, and that's that's the Indianapolis Colts, uh, currently four nine and one, which we'll, we'll get into the playoff picture here, but somehow still have a chance <laughs> to make the playoffs. I don't, I have no idea how, but just Saturday get fired after that blowing I, a thirty point lead. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think they uh, they obviously. Thought that that was their you know knight in shining armor. I mean he, the very first week. You
1: know I I can't pick on the guy. He has no head coach, uh, no coaching right. experience He's, right. Right. He's not doing bad. He's, right. He's not doing, not doing great they, either. They, what a meltdown! Right?
0: Though. They you know the first week you know his first very first week he they get a win so they're like you know they're riding that yeah. high you know yeah. whatever then you know they've kind of fallen back to earth but that one was like oh my yeah that, well, yeah you well, know, how? I, I
2: don't even know that giving up that thirty three points is the worst because couple weeks before that when they played the Cowboys they gave up like 30 points in the fourth quarter alone right yeah yeah. I mean they were in that game too and and gave it all away
0: right this is a team that you know has regressed and I'd say it's it's on the offensive side of the ball they're they're scoring 17 points a game uh, which is good for 29th out of 32 possible teams in the NFL I mean last year they scored you know a little over 26 points a game which they were in the top 10 as far as scoring offense so the offense has really taken a step back from, from where they were last year. The defense is still playing, you know, right around or, you know, maybe a little bit better than what they what they had last year. So, I don't – I mean, obviously the 33-point debacle and, you know, whatever, you can probably put some, play, some blame on the defense. But I think at the end of the day, it, it's the offense that, that has been, you know, inept for mm-hmm. the Colts throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they – they gotta finally find a quarterback. They gotta stop this whole one yeah, year rental care, so. thing because it, it's just not. It, it seems like it's getting worse. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they started out with Philip Rivers. You know that that worked okay or paid some some dividends. Then they went to Carson Wentz and that was a disaster. And now they that Matt Ryan and I don't know that it's all Matt Ryan's fault, but it just is not working. Right. They need to find a QB, find somebody in this draft or whatever that's going to be the guy because the, the one-year rental thing is just not, not working for the Colts there. And yep. and I think the big thing for me that, that, it, that really is the difference, they're minus 12, negative 12 in the turnover oh, differential, cool. which is dead last in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Last year they were plus 14, which was tied for first. So wow. they're, they're turning the ball over, giving the ball away, yeah, you know, too yeah, many that's... opportunities. That, that that kills you. So I think that's, you know, the big one for me, that the Colts are my biggest disappointment.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you another disappointment here in the L.A. Rams. This team won the Super Bowl last season, <laughs> and now they're one of the worst teams in football. Their yeah. record's four and ten, and tied for the third worst record in the NFL. Yeah, that's th- how does that happen? How do you win a Super Bowl and, th- and really not that much walked out the door? I right, mean, a yeah. couple of guys, but <laughs> right, you yeah. wouldn't think it'd be enough to take you from first to worst. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely. And quite I don't a- know
1: how how as a player, and I know it's it's for some guys it's about the money, but how do you walk away from a Super Bowl, right? Team? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I know it happens, and I shouldn't be so naive,
0: but <laughs>
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: It's, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's strange to see. You know, the Rams. You know, take take that. You know, big of a step back. I mm-hmm. mean, I I'd have to look at it to see is that like the worst regression like in NFL it's history. Gotta it's be, right it's gotta there. be. It's gotta be right, up, right there, up there. You know, as far as going, yeah, I I don't think that there's any many team that's gone from like. Winning the entire Super Bowl to, like, not winning a game the next (laughs) season or anything like that. But they they have to be be right up up there as far as, you know, win-loss goes and, you know, uh, being at the top to being towards the bottom or whatever. I I,
2: I get Stafford's been kind of injured all season long, and he hasn't quite been right. But, man, they they got to be better than a four-win team. (laughs) He would think so. Wow. My biggest disappointment?
1: The NFC South. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. So you got a team, the Buccaneers, that's leading the division at six and eight. All right, that would be good for dead last in two different divisions, the NFC East and the AFC North. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? What are what are they going to do with this? You know, the Falcons are
0: not god good. awful. Yeah,
2: I mean, not good.
1: What do you do here? I don't. I don't know. I mean. The Bucks are probably going to wind up winning this division by default. Maybe. 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 I, mean, I don't know. The, the other mean,
2: three are five and nine and all within a game of the playoffs. And they have to still play each yeah. other here within right. the next couple so of that, weeks. So, so I, that's
1: my biggest disappointment, the NFC South. Yeah. Just, it, they, these te- none of these teams are fun to watch. Right.
0: I mean, or none of them look like they want to win or yeah. want to be at the top of the division. So you can't have much confidence, no matter who comes out of that division you can't have much confidence no, going into the playoffs that they're going to
1: make it past the wild card round. right yeah so all right uh super bowl picks what do you got colton
0: uh for me i i, I you know talked about their their mvb quarterback and I, I got the buffalo bills as my mm-hmm. my super nice. bowl winner you know contender there and, i mean they they both sides of the ball they're they're up there top 10 you know in every mm-hmm. every category mm-hmm. and for me you know the difference or you know a big thing is they're 8 and 2 against other afc opponents which is obviously who they're going to have to face, you know, and, and it's a daunting there, right. daunting task. I mean, a win over the Chiefs, a win over the Ravens. They, they have big wins over a lot of the top, you know, top-level AFC opponents, and that's who they're going to have to try to navigate through to, to get to that Super Bowl. Right. I think that they have a good shot if they can get, get
2: past a tough AFC picture there and, and get themselves to, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. well, like you, sticking with your MVP, I'm sticking with mine as well. I'm right. going to Kansas City Chiefs to win this whole thing. This crazy. And, you know, man. I think they end up winning against – uh you know, whatever NFC walking wounded team makes it there, mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad for the NFC right now. All the teams that have been really good that you've talked about, as Super Bowl contenders, right. have significant injuries going on mm-hmm. right now. I mean, you've got yeah. the Eagles with Hurts out. Right. you got the Cowboys with a couple of key pieces off their defense injured now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Minnesota, I think, is fully healthy. San Francisco, they're two quarterbacks <laughs> down now. They're right. to their third. Right. Like, I mean, the NFC is just a walking wounded. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Who can – I don't know that any of them can win the Super Bowl at this point.
1: Survive in advance. Let's make it three for three. I'm going back (laughs) to the city of brotherly love (laughs) and the the Eagles. And I'll tell you why. Um, Second-ranked offense, seventh-ranked defense. Um, They like to gamble. They're 20 and 27th going forward on fourth and down. The gambles are paying off. And I'll tell you another stat I like. Ten turnovers against their opponents, 22 turnovers. Mm. First in the NFL. All right, nice. Yeah, yeah. Taking care of the ball and then – Forcing, Green, forcing what. the other ones to yeah. make it. not that crazy mistakes. that we all picked our MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that we just didn't plan it that right. way, folks. <laughs> that's just how it goes. So. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a look at that playoff picture, fellas. Okay. Um, uh, I know Colton, you you got some stuff written down on this, so we'll let you start out. Yeah,
0: I'll start start in the in that NFC. Uh, first off, you know, right as it stands as of today, we we you know the seven teams um, that that are gonna make it or you know would make it if if the playoffs were to start today, that's the number one Philadelphia Eagles who have already clinched a playoff berth. So really, right now they're just playing for for seeding purposes. The Minnesota Vikings, they've clinched their division, so they're in the playoffs. San Francisco clinched their division. They're in the playoffs at, at the three seed currently. Mm-hmm. And then a team we just talked about in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six and eight are leading <laughs> their division. And in the four seed. And in the four seed. Now, that they haven't clinched a playoff spot, so that's, you know, subject to they're not in the playoffs yet. But it, it, it's crazy, crazy to think that. But yeah, whoever then, wins
2: the South is, is, is the four seed. Right. And, and well. more than
0: likely may or may not have a losing record as well. Right. So yeah, um, we'll, we'll see about that. But. Then in the 5th seed you got the Cowboys who have also clinched a playoff berth mm-hmm. they're they're just playing for for mm-hmm. seeding at this point as well right the 6th seed you got the New York Giants and then the 7th seed you got the uh, Washington Commanders uh, which are holding down the spot yeah. but then after that i mean you got quite Wide a few open. teams that, yeah. are, that are that are still fighting for a spot you got the the Seahawks the Detroit Lions the Green Bay Packers somehow are still in it Carolina Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons—all of the uh, (laughs) NFC South—is still alive because their division is so bad, you know. But it's uh, yeah, you know, the the only three teams for the NFC that are that are eliminated as of today
2: are your defending champions, are are the
0: Cardinals, the Rams, and the Chicago Bears. Bears.
2: Um, Two of those three teams were predicted to be great seasons, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and
0: and were in the playoffs last year and had good years last year, and and have really taken a turn, you know, a turn for the worse. So. You know, if we're looking at the NFC, if if they were to start today, the Eagles, because they're in that one seed, they get a first-round bye. So it would be the number-two seed Vikings going against the Washington Commanders. We'd have the three-seed San Francisco 49ers going against the Giants. And then we'd have the four-seed Tampa Bay going against the Cowboys. uh, Four versus a five there. And, uh, you know, obviously those two teams faced off week one. You know, the the Buccaneers took took it somehow. But, uh, you know, I think – since then, the teams have gone somewhat in opposite directions, yeah, if you, you know, but I guess when it gets to the playoffs, you just you just never know what, what can happen, but uh, that's that's as it stands in the NFC. Matt, you know, Dad, I don't know if you had anything, you know, to comment on those or who you yeah. think might take those, you know, wild card mm-hmm. spots there at the bottom. Yeah, you know, or- it's just,
1: there's so many variables, you know, we really, you know, the, 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 the Eagles are the only team that's really been a dominant team to me this year mm-hmm. because, you know, sitting at 13-1, but... Um, they're just—it's way too early, you know, way too early. But um, mm-hmm. it's gonna be—it's gonna be a wild run these last few weeks. Yeah. Really so, there's,
0: like I said, there's only three, three games. There's three weeks left. Yeah. Three games left for every team. So, three games to—you know—you most likely have to win two out of your three to, to give yeah. yourself a real and good shot. Like
1: you said, it's crazy. Even if even if Tampa Bay wins out, they finish at nine and eight. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's awful. yeah.
2: Yeah. But uh, you know, and then. You know, looking at the NFC East, it, it looks like the, the Philadelphia Eagles have fairly clinched the division, but there is an outside chance the Cowboys could still win this mm-hmm. division. Right. Yeah. They've got to beat Philadelphia this week, then the Cowboys have to win out, mm-hmm. and Philadelphia has to lose out, then mm-hmm. the Cowboys would actually win the division and at that point would probably be the number one overall seed right. themselves. Right, right. I mean, that could be a big swing for them, so... You know Philadelphia really got to hope this Hurts injury isn't more significant than, than what than it th- is they're leading on right, right now. Yeah. You know that, that could make a huge difference here in this playoff. Yeah, swing. absolutely. But you know you got to love the matchup for the Cowboys though. They're playing playing pretty much the winner of the South. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. You, you couldn't ask for a, for an easier way to <laughs> hope. Well, what should be an easier way <laughs> right, to right? Play. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the name of the game: win and get in and mm-hmm. right, and make something happen. Right? So who yeah. knows? And
0: I'm gonna make a make a bold prediction in this in this NFC. I, I think the Lions are making the playoffs, fellas. Their their last three games, they play the Panthers, who are five and nine. Right. Yeah. They play Chicago, who's three and eleven. Yeah. And they finish off the season with Green Bay, who's six and eight. Which yeah. depending on how the the first couple weeks play out, yeah, we they, may you know, by then. they may throw in the towel or whatever, right. and and you know whatever. I, I think the Lions have a good chance of That'd winning all three That'd of these games and, and, and getting a you know real shot because if I'm looking at, at Washington's schedule, they play San Francisco this week who's ten and four, oh, still fighting for, you know, a, a higher yeah. seed or a better uh-huh. seed. Uh-huh. Cleveland, who's six and eight, you know that's that, Sh- that could be, be okay, could right? be a winnable game, but Cleveland's still fighting for a playoff spot.
1: Still playing for something. And
0: and, and the Dallas Cowboys are could, ten and four, and fighting could, for the division. yeah could be fighting for the division. I just I think that's a real tough slate there for for mm-hmm. Washington. I, I think you, Detroit, the Giants don't have
2: it much easier either. Exactly. They, they, they still play um, Philadelphia, Minnesota, and, and the Colts. The Colts only probably so, yeah. winnable
0: game on their yeah. on their. So that, I think the Lions could sneak in there. Mm-hmm. I, I I could see those last two seeds getting knocked out of mm-hmm. there and, and yeah. two different teams making it in by, right. by the end of the season here. Yeah. So still a lot of exciting stuff in the, in well, the yeah. NFC yeah. picture. Mm-hmm.
1: It's gonna, well, you know, and the AFC is just as crazy. It's, it's like even that. more open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I think so. I mean, again, that, that the AFC South, the best team is the Titans at 500 ball right mm-hmm. now, but every one of those teams is within, yeah. Other than Houston, they, right. you know, one <laughs> and 12, my God. Right. Yeah, if they're, if they're
0: still in the playoffs at this point, there's something totally wrong <laughs> right. going on <laughs> right there. But, you know,
1: ja- Jacksonville's playing better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're fighting for their lives, you know, at 6-8, and eight, you know, just one game back there. Mm-hmm. So, but Kansas City's already clinched, a, you know, clinched, and, yeah. yep. and so is Buffalo. Actually, um, Kansas City has clinched their division. Yep, yep. Um, yeah.
2: and, and Buffalo, with one more win, will clinch well, theirs. The if they were to lose out Miami, were to win out, mm-hmm. then it would be Miami. You know, tradition. the big
1: – the big one, I think, is you know Cincinnati's hot right now, mm-hmm. playing really good ball, but right. you know, they're only a game up on Baltimore. Um, you know that 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 AFC North is going to be is going to be uh, you know a tight race
0: all the way to the end. Yeah, all four like. teams still have a chance to make the play. You know.
2: Well, yeah. what, what's cool in the AFC North and the AFC South is the top two teams right now. Mm-hmm. The last week of the season, they have to play, they play so each other, right. and in both those divisions, Cincinnati takes on Baltimore in the last week, yep. and Tennessee takes on Jacksonville in the last week. So, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, it's, it's going it to keep could, keep, could keep be, the excitement around whether to the you're end. in or out. You yeah. know,
0: depending on playoff, you know, playoff, how everything well, plays out. You know, in,
2: out. That, in that AFC East, that
1: has you know Colton's Jets. Yep, they're sitting there. All those teams are you know have uh, a chance. Buffalo, mm-hmm. I think you know, obviously, kind of sitting in the cap. You know, Miami at eight and six, New England at seven and seven, and the Jets at seven and seven. Right. And they play tonight. You know, they're fighting Jets, for.
0: Jets play against Jacksonville, who's, you know, also fighting for a spot. So right. This, this they
1: say, you know, whoever wins tonight still has a chance. Whoever loses is probably gone, pretty good yeah. for the most part. Tonight. Yeah. So, you know, this is a, this is the playoffs for them tonight, starting the playoffs for them tonight. Right. So yeah. No. Win, win or, you know, win or go home. Yeah, much. absolutely. So like,
0: like Dad said, you know, AFC picture. You know, Buffalo sitting at the one seed currently. I mean, they have locked up a playoff spot. It's whether or not they're one or two or you know, any anywhere yeah, in between. With, with, right. Yeah, you Kansas, know, with Kansas City's sitting at two right now, and they've clinched their division. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously Buffalo has a win over them, so they you know have a little bit of an advantage. You breaker. know, uh, with with that, you know, the Bengals currently are three at, at ten and four. Tennessee is seven and seven, at, at, and they're the fourth seed. Baltimore's five and nine and five. Uh, the Chargers, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, are the sixth seed at eight and six. And then the Dolphins finish out the last spot in the AFC at, at, at eight and six. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty wide open again in the, in the AFC. I mean, there's been only two teams that have been eliminated over in the AFC, and that's the Denver Broncos and the Houston Texans. Um, so if it were to start today, uh, the AFC playoff picture would look a little bit like this the two seed Kansas City Chiefs would play the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals would take on the Los Angeles Chargers, and then the Titans would take on take on the Baltimore Ravens. So, uh, but yeah, three games left for for everybody here, and, and still a lot of stuff that that could happen. I mean, there's a lot of teams there still fighting for those kind of yeah, final final o- two or three two spots. Only two teams have been eliminated. You right, know, right. You know, obviously,
1: so obviously, obviously Houston that we talked about and Denver's been eliminated. Right. But everybody else still. In the, still in the picture. And, it, and it's interesting
0: because uh, because of, you know, how wide open not only the NFC and, you know, the NFC and the AFC both are, a lot of these teams that have, you know, their last three games, if they don't play an AFC team that's still fighting for a position, one of their weeks they're playing an NFC team that's fighting for a playoff right. position, so Every game is pretty important. It doesn't matter who yeah. you're who you're playing. Um, so it, it, it's going to be some exciting football uh, over the next, you know, next you know, three four weeks here. So yeah. we'll see how it how it shakes out. But yeah,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think There's, the AFC North is going to be real interesting. You got Cincinnati who finishes the season having to play New England, Buffalo, then Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. you got Baltimore? They've got it a little easier. They got Atlanta, Pittsburgh. so I mean, yeah, I, I think that that the division is going to come down to that last game mm-hmm. for for. Somebody to decide that division. Yeah, yeah I think you're right, Matt. I think you're right. So,
1: all right, very good. So, uh, I think that's it for the NFL. So, we're going to move on now to what? Our uh, recap from last week.
0: College hoops.
1: College hoops recap. Wow. Um, I did terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not a good start to the right. season.
1: <laughs> you know, I started out good. Um, that Indiana Kansas game I got right. And after that, it was not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kansas got the win. I, I thought Bill Self would get that win at home, you know, playing up, playing in, in Kansas. Um, you know, they had six guys that scored in double figures, you know, mm-hmm. got the win at 84-62 to 62 over Indiana, you know, pretty easily. You know, it was over in the first half, I yeah. kind of felt, in that game.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I don't know that there was too many bright spots for Indiana in this game. I mean, it, it was pretty much a, a Kansas runaway from the very beginning. I think the two things that kind of hurt Indiana – twenty three turnovers Ish. and got outscored fifty to twenty four in points in the paint. Mm. Uh, so Kansas just had, you know, had their way with, with mm. Indiana. Uh, you know, and, and those twenty three turnovers led to twenty eight points for Kansas. So and that's that's a thirty point swing. That's that's basically this ball game. If you you know, you cut this somewhat in half or, you know, don't have nearly as many turnovers there. Right. I mean, this is a closer game than than, than what it looks, but yeah, you, you can't go into go into Kansas and could, you know turn the ball over 23
2: times and expect to come out there you know come out with a victory so well i'll be completely honest this segment i'm not going to have a lot to offer i didn't get a chance to watch any of these games i did go three and two however so <laughs> lucky me for <laughs> luck of the draw the luck but, of the irish but you know I, I had kind of a busy week getting a new job and certain right. that so it's gotcha. I'm a little off on that section no yeah. problem there you know
1: that next game was alabama and and Gonzaga, uh, you know, we talked about how Gonzaga started out the season, you know, kind of your preseason number one. And then they, they kind of, you know, struggled there a little bit, but they got back on track. And speaking of track, this was kind of a track meet. You know, Z- Gonzaga won 100 to 90. Um,
2: we'll say know. that that's surprising. I thought Alabama could kind of out-physical Gonzaga. Yeah. And, and, well, and well Timmy seem got his. He too. got his
1: 29, you know, yeah. got scored 29 points. And, they, right. you know, they didn't. They didn't slow him down at all. Yeah, so, yeah uh, absolutely. You know, I, you know, and I look for this maybe to be a turning point for Gonzaga to yep. get beating a good team like Alabama and getting back on track here a little bit. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think the big one in this one, Gonzaga only had nine turnovers, total of nine turnovers as a team, yeah. and shot almost 58% from the floor. That mm-hmm. includes, you know, two-pointers, 3 point, You know, all their shots, they shot nearly 60% from the floor. That That's you know, you score 100 points, I, I think you're going to win any night, you know. I mean, this is almost an NBA score. Yeah, game, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, on the flip side, though, Alabama had 21 turnovers. Yeah. I think that's the difference, you know, the turnover category there. Gonzaga having less than double digits and, and Gonzaga, or Alabama having over 20. So, mm-hmm. that that's a big one, big one for me. All
1: right. Next game, uh, Houston. Houston. Um, beat beat virginia 6961 kind of an opposite of the last game we just talked about i tell you what that cougar's defense is just it's it's on another level old. yeah you know they held uh they held virginia to 26 points in the first half mm-hmm. um you know and you know just and that you know they virginia did open it up a little bit more in the first half but when you hold a team as good as Virginia to 26 points and a half, yeah, you're, abs- you're giving yourself a pretty good chance to win.
0: Right, yeah, absolutely. Coming into this one, I, I thought it was going to be a low score. These are two of the better, or you know, probably hands down the two best defensive teams in the you know in in college basketball. So yeah. I figured it would be you know a low scoring one. I thought maybe yeah, first to 60, first to 70 wins this game. I mean, Houston was just a little bit better on that on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, I mean, Virginia only shot. They shot less than 20, 30% from the three point line, just weren't able to get a lot of every outside game. shots. Houston makes you work for every bucket every you bucket. get. And, and yep. in this one, they got enough defensive stops, got just enough offense. Um, you know, they, they had five guys score in, in double figures, which was surprising because coming into this game, Houston only had one guy that was even averaging in, wow. in double figures, so they got a lot of contributions from mm-hmm. not only the guy that they they expected to get contributions from, but from some of those those other guys or you know some of those other role players as well. So that was the that was the difference in this one.
1: Yeah, another low scoring game that UCLA and, and uh, Kentucky game. Um, yeah. You know, sixty three to fifty three. I mean, how long has it been since you've seen a Kentucky team only score fifty three points? points. Yeah. Um, they went six of 21 from three point yep. range. Uh, five of 13 from the free throw line. Come yep. on, fellas. yeah, I mean, I've seen elementary kids shoot better than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. and and, and, and turned the ball over 18 times. Mm-hmm. I mean you know that, that you not, you're not gonna give yourself a very good chance to win when you, when you shoot that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean you know and, you know and, and like Braden talked about on here with us last week, UCLA's got some veteran ball players over there, too, mm-hmm. so...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because you look at the stats. Kentucky had 21 offensive rebounds. You would think, man, that, that's a lot. You would think, you know, that they'd have scored 80 points or whatever. But, overall, they got out-rebounded. You know, if you count defensive and offensive rebounds, they actually got out-rebounded by UCLA. Uh, not by much, 43 to 42, but with that many offensive rebounds you would have thought Kentucky would yeah, have would have, better, would have done a better would have done a better job yeah. but at the end of the day it was you know UCLA was able to limit you know Oscar Sheboye he only had uh, 8 eight points had 16 rebounds but only 8 points in this wow. game and I, I think for Kentucky to have you know a real shot they're going to have to get you know Teams better.
1: better look at what they did because right. Oscar's going to be a force to be reckoned with going forward they right. better they better look at that blueprint of what they used to shut him down. And I
0: think I think at the end of the day, UCLA stuck to what they're what they're good at. They they get into the paint, they get easy two pointers. They only shot eight times from the three point line. Only eight total attempts. They know what they're good at, and that's getting in the paint, getting easy two point buckets. That's what they did in this one. They limited Kentucky's, you know, opportunities and, and, and you know, stuck to their game plan.
1: All right, very good. Last game, um, Tennessee and, and Arizona, you know, a real close game. It was tied at halftime. 35-35 all. Um, you know, thirty-five to thirty-five. I don't know, uh, you know, this I the, the difference in this game was uh Tennessee had twenty four personal fouls. Yeah. And 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 Arizona shot eighty nine percent from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Right there's the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's that, that, that says it all right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, and they got a five-point win.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the, the funny thing or kind of an interesting stat for me is Arizona, zero points from their bench. Their wow. starters scored every single point for wow. them. Not a single That's point. That, that, that is crazy to me that, uh, you know, yeah. that, that that happened. But another thing that pops out to me, and it, it's probably a hats off to this Tennessee, you know, we knew that their defense was, was good. They, they held Arizona 17, almost 20 points below their scoring average. And I think going into that game, you would have thought, man, if we're able to do that, we got a real shot to mm-hmm. win this game. But yeah. Arizona got just enough. I think it was from that free throw line. You look at it, Tennessee got called for 24 fouls, Arizona only 15 total. Mm-hmm. The, the free throw that's disparity. Different. Tennessee shot well, eight of 10 from the free throw line, but Arizona 24 of 27. I mean, that, that's a big, big yeah. gap in, in in the you know in yeah. the fouls, you know, the foul margin because. Tennessee didn't attempt a single free throw until 15 minutes in the second half, the 15-minute wow. mark in the second half. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to really watch this game to see, you know, really were the, where the call, fouls, you calls, know, good calls, yeah. bad calls, whatever. But, yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Arizona got, you know, got a, all of their scoring from their starters and got just enough offense. Hats off to that Tennessee team. They did a great job on the defense, just couldn't get enough on that offensive side of the ball to, to get a victory. <clears throat> all
1: right, very good. Okay, time for the professionals playing. So uh, you know these are all your Christmas Day games. All you know they're all on ABC. They start at noon. The first one on the docket is um, Philadelphia at the New York Knicks. Um, uh, currently, Philadelphia is fifth in the East. East at 18 and 12. You know the Knicks are sixth at 18 and 14. These teams, uh, and this is a weird stat. Colton and I were talking about this before the show. These are the only two teams of all 10 teams that are playing on Christmas that have faced each other all season. Mm -hmm. They played each other once back on uh, November 4th, and it was a two-point win um, by the Knicks. I look for Phila to get their uh, revenge and uh, come out with a win um, on Christmas Day, first game.
2: You know, these two teams right now, they're both real hot. They're Mm -hmm. both playing great basketball at this point of the season. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I think on Christmas Day, the the biggest stars shine brightest, Mm and 76ers have – quite a bit more star power here. I, I think that makes a difference. These stars show up on Christmas Day and, and yeah. 76ers get to win.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got to gotta agree. I, I like the 76ers in this one. Uh, they're playing slightly better on that, on that defensive side of the ball. You know, obviously Joel Embiid, the big man there for for seven for the 76ers. He's averaging 32.5 points a game, uh, almost 10 rebounds a game, and, and f- almost five assists, which he's leading the team in all three of those categories. For mm. a big man, that's, that's pretty mm-hmm. impressive, but – yeah, both these teams super hot coming into it. Uh, 76ers are 7-3 in their last 10 games. Uh, the Knicks are actually 8-2 in their last 10 games. You know, a stat that sticks out to me for, for the Knicks is they're averaging 13 offensive rebounds a game, which is good for second in the NBA. But with a big guy like, like Philadelphia has, you know, and Joel Embiid, a bigger team that they, that they have, I, I don't look at that stat to, you know, to happen in this one. I like I like the 76ers to, to get it done go on the road in Madison Square Garden and get get a win on Christmas Day
1: second game on Christmas uh, uh, the 13th place Lakers at 13 and eight going into into Dallas number nine Dallas at uh, 500 ball right now 16 and six um, I like Dallas in this playing at home on Christmas Day because I don't I don't think Dallas is anybody that can guard Luca
2: you mean Lakers, LA, LA. Yeah.
1: L.A., I mean
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And Lakers
1: have nobody that can guard Dallas as uh, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah I would absolutely.
0: Agree. I, I, I agree. I, I like the Mavericks. And the big one for me is, you know, Anthony Davis not going to be playing in this game. He's He's got, you know, another injury. And, and up until this point, I, I think – if he was playing, I think I would be saying the reverse. Um, Lakers have been hot lately up until that injury. He's, he was averaging, you know, close to 30 points a game, uh, 12 rebounds, but you know, obviously out, out for this one. And, you know, out,
1: that's been the story of his whole career. Right. Right.
0: Uh, You know, going to be out in this, in this game. So I just, I think that's the difference maker and, and Lucas, you know, playing lights out, you know, he, he's, if if this Mavericks team didn't have him, I don't know where where they would be. Mm-hmm. But they could uh, be yeah, I mean he he's got you know over 32 points a game, eight rebounds and eight eight assists. I mean he's leading the team in all those categories and probably leading the team in pretty much almost every category. Um, but yeah, they they uh, they do a good job. They limit the turnovers, only 12 turnovers a game. But then as far as they they get to the line a lot, they get fouled a lot. Yeah, you know yeah. teams against them are averaging almost 23 fouls a game. So they they get in the paint, they get those foul calls, they get to the free throw line, get some easy points. Mm-hmm. Defense is much much better than than the Lakers. I think if they, Anthony Davis was playing this one, I like the Lakers, but
2: because he's out, I, I like the Mavericks yeah. in this one. Uh, yeah. I 100 percent agree with the whole assessment. I, that AD injury kills the Lakers. They they were playing good, and mm-hmm. it just it derails them. Kind of last couple yeah, of years they in a, a row, starting to build a little bit of chemistry yeah. in that yeah.
1: team until that happens. Yep. All right, back to the East. The number one Milwaukee Bucks at twenty-two and nine, going into Boston. The number two Celtics at twenty-two and ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, to me, this is a pick 'em game. Uh, but I got to give the Celtics a nod, playing at home on Christmas Day.
0: Uh,
1: I think they get to the win here over the Milwaukee Bucks.
2: Yep, I'm with you 100 percent for pretty much the exact same reasons. Being home, and they are a slightly better shooting team. You know, I, I think the Celtics wanna take over that top spot and be back on top and I think this is their chance to do it. Yeah.
0: The, these you know, not only the, the two best teams in the east, but the two best teams in overall. Overall. basketball, yeah. um, you know, going up against each other. So I don't think you could have asked for a better a better matchup there, you know, at the five o'clock slot there, you know, on A B C. But uh you know, I I like the Bucks to get get a win on the on okay. the road here. They they're All they're right. playing better ball here as of as of late. They're seven and three in their last ten where Boston's uh, four and six in their last 10 games. I think, you know, in a, in a close one, it, it could come down to free throw shooting. And there's no better team than Boston right now that's shooting better from the free throw line as a, as a team, uh, shooting 83% from the free throw line. But I just, I like the Bucks. I like that tenacity. I like, you know, their, their defense is playing a little bit better, um, you know, on that defense side of the ball than, than the Celtics are right now. Um, I, I like Giannis to have a have a big game on Christmas Day, and oh, he'll get, get his.
2: Oh, get a for sure. He's a big guy, and he'll get a big win when on you, Christmas. I, I guess the question for the Celtics is who who does guard Giannis? Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't think they really have anybody who can match up. Do up anything don't with think that you matchup? Let somebody else beat you. Yeah, He's right. gonna get his right. Right. Where, I mean, points but the Bucks have guys that can match up with the top Celtics mm-hmm. guys. They mm-hmm. got Middleton right. and uh, uh, Drew, Holiday. Drew Holiday that right. can match up well with the guards of Boston. So right. I, I I do I do think that does bode well, bode for, well for, for the Bucks. Bucks.
0: Yeah, just going to be tough going on the road. You know, yeah. obviously uh, TD Garden there for, for mm-hmm. Boston is always a tough environment. Sure. Even, you know, It'll be any time up. of the yeah. year, but really on Christmas Day, oh, yeah. in, a, in a you know, a, a, a thing that's been a marquee for the NBA being on Christmas Day or whatever, Boston, they'll, yeah. they'll show up or the fans will show up for that one as mm-hmm. well. <clears throat> yep.
1: All right. Well, here's the, going back out west and uh, number two Memphis Grizzlies uh, coming in at 19 and 11 getting their first game ever on Christmas Day, you know. Mm-hmm. And Ja, he's excited. Yeah. Um, you know, going against the Warriors who, you know, they've been they've been playing better ball the last, what, four or six games. Mm-hmm. They've playing real really well. Mm-hmm. You know, they've improved to uh, 15 and 18, which, you know, is not what you would expect out of the Warriors. But, um, you know, they're sitting at 11th in the West right now. But I just look for this to be uh, – I look for this Memphis team to be – you know excited to play their first game on yeah. christmas and i look for them to get the win and kind of slow this warriors team down just a little bit well and
2: for the warriors the biggest disadvantage here is steph curry's out of this game too mm-hmm. he's injured for now and right. you know that that never bodes well for the warriors to have right. their star star right. guard out of the game right. so i like the grizzlies to take this one
0: yeah not only steph curry but andrew wiggins could potentially be out of the lineup yeah. too and hear that one. he's you know be good on the on the offensive side, but he's known as one of their better, you know, uh, on-ball defenders as well. So I think that 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 you know is not going to spell well for for mm-hmm. Golden State, and it must be something in the water over there in California, because you know <laughs> Golden State, you know, obviously the defending NBA champions, mm-hmm. not looking great, not <laughs> looking great, having a terrible season, go from you know being first to you know towards the bottom, like we were talking with it the was, Los uh, Angeles Rams. Yeah. So I don't know, something something's going on over there, you know, in, in California, but this memphis grizzlies team's playing you know playing great ball they and really and, and, and job you know is the is the spearhead spearhead of that um i mean
1: he's really excited to be playing on right. Christmas day yeah. i think that to him kind of you know say you know we have arrived we've made yeah. it yeah yeah,
0: yeah. exactly so. and and you know looking at it overall yeah these these teams are two opposite ends i mean uh, grizzlies come in they're 7 and 3 in their last 10 games the warriors are 3 and 7 in their mm-hmm. last 10 games so mm-hmm. Opposite ends of the, of the spectrum, but, yeah, I, I like the Grizzlies to, to get it done, go on the road to, you know, to California there and then get the win on Christmas Day All and right. put, put a big old smile on John, John's yeah. face. So. All right, last game, the uh, fourth-place Suns coming in at
1: 19-13, and 13 going into Denver, uh, number one Nuggets, 19-11. You know, the Joker's playing good ball, as he always has, um, you know, but we'll see. Going, going into Denver, I think, is going to be a tough place. For Phoenix to get a win, but um, I, I'm going to take the underdog here. I, I like I like I like the Suns coming in here. I think I think they got they got the tools to get to get the win here over the Nuggets. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I like I like the Suns as well in 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 this game. Um, they're slightly better on the on the defensive side of the ball. I think mm-hmm. they got you know a big man in DeAndre Ayton that can you know somewhat match up with with uh, Nikola Jokic, who's you know having another great great year, leading the team in points rebounds and assists for you know another big man that that kind of does it all like we talked about with with Joel Embiid um you know we'll we'll see him and it's uh <clears throat> this Denver team shoots uh, over 50 percent from the floor as a as a team so that you know includes twos and threes so definitely gonna have to you know Phoenix has got their hands full of trying to limit their oh, yeah. you know their opportunities or their their scoring opportunities but you know uh, you know going for the Suns they uh they, they, they average almost 27 assists a game. And when it comes to turnovers, it's a little over 13. So they share the ball around. They don't, you know, commit a lot of stupid turnovers, get a lot of opportunities to score a lot of points. But they kind of spread the wealth around and, and, and get, you know, a lot of people involved. I think that's, you know, the key on this one. And they, they, they get the win on Christmas Day.
2: Yeah, this game's going to be a close second for game of the day, only to that Celtics-Bucks game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both these teams, statistic-wise, they're almost identical in every category. Mm-hmm. I think the only big difference that I think is going to show up here and it's going to be the difference maker of this game is the Suns' willingness to score from the outside. Mm-hmm. They've shot almost 100 more three-pointers wow. than the Nuggets, mm-hmm. and they're, they're shooting roughly the same percentage. Mm-hmm. So that, that's going to be a couple extra points they're going to steal here or there mm-hmm. where the Nuggets are going to be pounding inside. I think we're going to be trading threes for twos, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's going to be enough to get the Suns over the edge here in what looks to be a great game here on Christmas All Day right. to close it out. Very good. Well, that's all we got for you tonight, folks. You know it's going to be some
1: exciting sports uh, contests going forward. No matter what your your uh, you know flavor is, whether it's basketball, football, college, professional, you know we, we got it all coming at you. Mm-hmm. Remember, you know we still we got our uh, bowl pick'em going on too. You can still get in. You've missed a few games, but as bad as Everybody's i'm doing away. as yeah. bad as i'm doing right now you can still catch me i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm in dead last same, so, same uh, here yeah, yeah so um, hit, you know hit the skids the, the, here. the so-called experts and i say <laughs> that with quotations <laughs> right. um you know but uh you know get yourself in there get on espn and look up our uh, fired up podcast and you'll find uh where you can get in it's free and we're going to give some lucky winner something we haven't decided what yet <laughs> but uh
0: we won't make you a millionaire or anything. But, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we ain't, got that, we ain't got that kind of cash on hand. But, uh, no, we uh, thanks for listening to Fired Up with your host, Colton Cow. Chief Rob Cowell.
2: Matt Cordes.
0: We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And if you want to hear other topics for future episodes or, you know, you got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the show, you know, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram. Our handle is fire it Up underscore podcast. Or you can find us, on, find us over on Facebook if you search for Fired Up, Sports Podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com where you can check out all of our past episodes and you know some links and, and a little bit of information about, about the show. Um, and as always, you can find all of our past episodes and even this episode coming to you I'm on any different podcast platform Spotify, Google, Apple, you know, anywhere where you can listen to a podcast, you can find our show. So appreciate you guys listening. And as always, stay Stay fired up. up.